Welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. You are listening to Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700. And you can listen from anywhere on conservativetalkabq.com. I am here with my guest co-host today, Stella Padilla. And we're just having a really great conversation about all kinds of stuff. So... In this uh, beginning of this hour, I want to talk about. We're gonna, I'm going to start covering the the Twitter files. Okay, those have recently been released, and I think there's like I think they're up to like 11, 11 releases or so right now. Um, I'm going to talk about the first two today, and then next week I'll cover like the next couple, and we'll just we'll just keep covering them each week a little at a time, and we'll just go through them and talk about them. Mm-hmm. I am I am so glad that Elon Musk bought Twitter. Because there have been some very, very enlightening things, things that, that now the government is having to explain them. Because the proof is out there. The documented proof is there. That, in fact, the government was manipulating social media. So, in release one of the Twitter files, they are talking about how by 2020, requests from connected actors to delete tweets were routine. One executive would write to another. In, you know, an example would be, more to review from the Biden team. The reply would come back handled. So what they're saying there is that Biden, the Biden crime family, was basically interacting with Twitter um, Twitter executives, maybe people responsible for making decisions at Twitter, and they were manipulating information, probably deleting posts. But you know, the question that you should have is, isn't that a violation of the First Amendment? Big time. Now, now you might be able to make the argument that if Twitter, in itself, as a private company, decided to delete tweets. You might even be able to make an argument there that as since it's their business, they have the freedom to do that. Mm-hmm. But there is no excuse for the government, the current president of the United States, and his team manipulating information on social media. That is a clear violation of the First Amendment. Well, you know, they did say it was a censorship that was influenced by politics. They cut out their opposing par- uh, parties or something. They didn't want to hear it. The, all they want you to hear is what they have to say. And they censored all their opposition Yeah, through Twitter. So they're saying here that celebrities and unknowns alike could be removed or reviewed at the ho- behest of a political party. Mm-hmm. Both parties had access to these tools. For instance, in 2020, requests from both the Trump White House and the Biden campaign were received and honored. However, the system wasn't balanced. It was based on contacts because the Twitter because Twitter was and is overwhelmingly staffed by people of one political orientation, or they were before. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that Elon Musk canned a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Probably a good thing. There were more channels, more ways to complain open to the left than to the right. Now, an example of that is Twitter, the company Twitter was contributing to 
political campaigns. So in 2022, Twitter contributed $165,969 to Democrats. To Republicans, $451. 400 400 400 And they were lucky to get that. That's right. They were lucky <laughs> to get that. So basically, Democrats got 99.73%, and the Republicans got 0.27%. In 2020... The Democrats received $909,431. Now, they were real generous to the Republicans in 2020. In 2020, they contributed 14137 Wow. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. They really ponied up on that one. Mm-hmm. 2018, they contributed 295722 to Democrats and to Republicans, 11100 so I think right there that's pretty much proof of the kind of bias on Twitter. That's a great way of showing it right there. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. So they're saying that the resulting slant in content moderation decisions is visible in the documents you're about to read. However, it's also the assessment of multiple current and former high-level executives. So... On October 14th, 2020, the New York Post, which is definitely not thought of as a right-wing publication, published the Biden secret emails from Hunter Biden from the laptop, which we know is, in fact, real. It is, in fact, Hunter Biden's laptop. It is, in fact, the files from Hunter Biden's laptop. It was an expose based on the contents of Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. Now, in the New York Post, it says here, they, this is how they posted it. Smoking Gun email reviews how Hunter Biden introduced Ukrainian business. Hunter Biden introduced his father, then Vice President Joe Biden, to a top executive at a Ukrainian energy firm less than a year before the elder Biden pressured. That's what it says. Now, Twitter apparently took extraordinary steps to suppress the story. They removed links and posted warnings that it may be unsafe. To open this link. Right. (laughs) Unsafe? What? Why would it be unsafe? What's going to happen to me if I open it? Blow up. Is my computer going to blow up? You know, I don't know what's going to happen. They even blocked its transmission via direct message, a tool hitherto reserved for Extreme cases, an example, child pornography. White House spokesman Kaylee McEnany was locked out of her account for tweeting about the story, prompting a furious letter from Trump campaign staffer Mike Hahn, who seethed at least pretend to take care for at least pretend to care for the next 20 days, is what he said. So, this led to a public policy executive, Caroline Strom, to send out a polite WTF query. (laughs) (laughs) Several employees noted that there was tension between the comms policy teams who had little to less control over moderation and the safety trust teams. 
So basically what they did was they, the New York Post released this really hot story. This was before the elections of 2020, in which it would have been something that would have been of concern to a lot of people. Anybody that talked about or retweeted or mentioned that article, they were blocked, blocked, mm-hmm. locked out, put in Twitter prison, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's an interesting thing. This is the justification they used for doing this. It says here, Strom's note returned the answer that the laptop story had been removed for violation of the company's hacked materials policy. So the argument they're using is that the material was released as a result of the New York, New York Post hacking the computer and getting the information. Well, no, the computer was, it was already established. The computer wasn't hacked. The computer was abandoned, left behind, and the owner of the computer repair business legitimately owned the laptop at that point because the time it expired, and it was his mm-hmm. to do with what he wanted. Well, he wanted to take a look at what was in it. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. surprise. <laughs> so clearly was not hacked. Now, here's an interesting thing. I, there was a uh, there was a court case that came out called it was New York Times versus Sullivan from 1964, and it basically states that if you were the person that even if it was hacked, okay, if you were the person that personally hacked the information, then yes, you could be in trouble. But if you if that hacked information then gets disseminated out, it's no longer hacked material anymore. The original person that hacked it mm-hmm. might be in trouble. But once the information is out there, it's no longer considered hacked material. That was established in a court case in nineteen sixty four. And I'll post the I'll post the link for that of course in my show notes so you can take a look at that. Um but it, but it talks about it was a nine to zero decision, unanimous. So the argument that it was hacked material just doesn't fly. But that's the that's the rationale they were using it for blocking it. So although several sources recalled hearing about a general warning from federal law enforcement that that summer about possible foreign hacks, there's no evidence of any government involvement in the laptop story. In fact, that might have been the problem. The decision was made at the highest levels of the company, but without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey, with former head of legal policy and trust, V.A. Uh, Gaddy, by the way, they, they've been fired. They've <laughs> <laughs> been fired? <laughs> they were fired. Yeah, Elon got rid of him. Uh, quote, they just freelanced it is how one former employee characterized the decision. Hacking was the excuse, but within a few hours, pretty much everyone realized that wasn't going to hold, but no one had the guts to reverse it. You know, there's that thing I talked about earlier about, you know, you make bad decisions, and then later on, you've already dug your hole. You don't want to 
ever admit to a wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. So that's what they were doing there. It says here, by this point, everyone knew this was effed. I'm just going to say that. You know what the word is. Mm-hmm. Said one former employee, but the response was essentially to err on the side of continuing to err. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I know, isn't it? It's like I'm living a bad dream. I know. Former VP of Global Comms, Brandon Borman, asked, can we truthfully claim that this is part of the policy? So they're all questioning this, but they continue to do what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Like I said, they were continuing to err. It's like, well, you know, we've already stepped in it now, so we might as well just, just keep doing what we're doing. No one's objecting. To which former deputy counsel Jim Baker, again, seems to advise staying the non-course because caution is warranted. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Why? Why? I don't know. (laughs) In one humorous exchange on day one, Democrat, uh, I'm not going to say Democratic because that's just stupid. I don't ever call them Democratics. I call them Democrats. They're Democrats. Mm -hmm. Democrat Congressman Ro Khanna reaches out to Gaddy to gently suggest she hop on the phone to talk about the backlash regarding speech. Kana was the only Democrat official I could find in the files who expressed concern. Of course. One out of how many? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Kana tries to reroute the conversation to the First Amendment, mention of which is generally hard to find in these files. I think that the First Amendment was seriously violated because the government was involved in what was going on here. Oh, I like this one here. (laughs) I've heard the Second Amendment referred to like this. The First Amendment isn't absolute. Well, yeah, it is. It's it's a right. Yes. It's, It's in the Bill of Rights. Rights which are defined as given by God in which... No one can man, take from you. Man can neither give or take away. That's right. They're yours. Your right to speech. You know, you might even say that you have a right to hate speech if you want. Yeah. You do. It is. It's your right. You Freedom know. of speech. Now, if you're, if you're, you know, telling somebody, hey, I, you know, I really hate that person. I want everybody to get together and go kill this person. Well, that, that is criminal. Mm-hmm. That you're inciting violence. Mm-hmm. But to just simply spout hatred towards someone, which the Democrats do to us all the time, us ultra-maga extremist Republicans. Uh, you know, they spout hate at us all the time. But I would never want to silence them if they want to call me an ultra-maga extremist Republican or if the government, uh, governor of New Mexico wants to call me a lizard person. Uh, they have the right to do that. Yes, they do. And I'll just embrace those names. Yeah. Yes, I'm a proud lizard person. A lizard's not bad. No, I think lizards are kind of cool. They're cute. Yeah, yeah. They, they are. They are kind of cute, you know. So, is the First Amendment absolute? Yeah, it really is. You know, Second Amendment's absolute too. Absolutely. You know, that's that's what they're trying to take from us: the first and the second. First and the second. Mm -hmm. That's right. Those are the two most important. That's why they're the first and the second. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, it says here. This is now. This is an actual post I'm reading here. Sabo's letter contains chilling passages relaying Democrat lawmakers' attitudes. They want more moderation. And as for the Bill of Rights, it's not absolute. 
Yeah, their rights. <laughs> rights are absolute. They don't get it. Give me a break. <laughs> the Democrats, meanwhile, complain that the companies are inept. They let conservatives muddy the water and make the Biden campaign look corrupt, even though Biden is innocent. Biden's not innocent. Wanna, that makes me God, sick. He's guilty of sin. <laughs> Where? Where is he innocent? <laughs> I, I know. They link this to Hillary's email scandal. She did nothing wrong. Yes, she did a lot wrong. And 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 even even the corrupt Comey admitted that she did something wrong. Mm-hmm. He just didn't say, he just said they're basically not going to do anything about it. Exactly. He never said no, no. See, this is where they changed they changed the truth. Okay. This is what no, Hillary Clinton did do plenty of things wrong. They just chose not to hold her accountable for it. You know, just like five Capitol police were not killed by protesters. Mm-hmm. There was not blood a bloody insurrection. Like they yeah. had hoped. Yeah, like they had hoped. Mm-hmm. They really did hope. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. That's just inconvenient, you know. That's just inconvenient that the facts get in the way. So they just say it anyway. Mm-hmm. In their mind, social media is doing the same thing. It doesn't moderate enough harmful content. So when it does, like it did yesterday, it becomes a story. If the companies moderated more, conservatives wouldn't even think to use social media for disinformation, misinformation, or otherwise. Exactly. You know that uh, that insurrection, they're still holding a lot of the patriots in prison. They are in the gulags. Yeah, and for for what? I mean, they, they don't even have any proof of them doing anything, but they were there. Yeah. And that's the government. Yeah, well, they can do and, that to and, you. And like I've said before, you don't, you don't hold somebody in prison for an indefinite period of time for a crime which they have not been... Uh, they have not been convicted of. That's right. You c- they can do anything, and they do. They have been. They mm-hmm. have been doing anything they want. Mm-hmm. The Democrats were in agreement. Social media needs to moderate more because they've, they're have they corrupting democracy. First of all, we don't live in a democracy. Mm-hmm. And making all truth relative. Yeah, see, to the Democrats, truth is relative. It is. Truth is relatives, relative. Relative. Uh, Rights are not absolute, and words are up to up to interpretation. Because you know, if well, this guy just proved it. Remember the uh, digital hate and digital everything hate. Else, everything else. Oh my gosh! Said the guy's yeah. a lunatic. Uh huh. An amazing subplot of the Twitter Hunter Biden laptop affair was how much was done without the knowledge of CEO Jack Dorsey, and how long it took for the situation to get uneft. I can't say that word. As one ex-employee put it, they like that word too. You know, I was saying people like that word nowadays. It's mm-hmm. like that word's just all over the place. It's just like... Overused already. Uh, it's, it's just totally overused now. Everybody's saying the F word. Everything's F'd. <laughs> While reviewing Gaddy's emails, I saw a fim- similar name, my own. Dor- Dorsey sent her a copy of my Substack article blasting the incident. There are multiple instances uh, in the files of Dorsey intervening to question suspensions and other moderation actions for accounts across the political spectrum. The problem with the hacked materials ruling, several sources said, was that this normally required an official law enforcement finding of a hack, but such a finding never appears throughout what one executive describes as a whirlwind 24-hour company-wide mess. And then, uh, you know, and the whole thing with, with them trying to classify it as a hack had absolutely no bearing in fact at all because the court case I, I mentioned to you, uh, 
clearly states that it wouldn't have ever been a, considered a hack, even if it had originally been hacked. Mm-hmm. Even if the New York New York Post had hacked it, it was not a hack once it got out into the public. Well, and, and even the, what uh, I forgot who, which of the speaker was saying that they they acted like if the computer was had you know was part of child pornography. Well, there was child pornography in there. That's probably what got the attention of the person that owned the computer that you know made yeah. it public. There was child. He he had little children there surrounding him. Well, know? the thing is, they were focusing so hard on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Yet there was actually a lot of child pornography and child trafficking going on on Twitter, mm-hmm. which was being ignored. But they were really paying a lot of attention to this mm-hmm. because when Elon Musk took over, a lot of these traffickers and child porn people, he had them all kicked off the platform. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of them, but they never did anything about them. But, but they really focused on this. They wanted to block this Hunter Biden laptop story. They do. And then they did. And they did. Mm-hmm. They totally did. So that was basically the gist of release one. Now, on my show notes, I'm going to have a link to for you to be able to download all of the Twitter files. And, you know, I just kind of skimmed over that one. And that's what I'm going to do with, uh, with release number two also. Mm-hmm. Now, we've been told for years that Twitter and other social media platforms don't blacklist people. They've been saying that over and over. Oh, we don't blacklist people. Okay. Release number two deals with blacklisting. People were, in fact, in fact blacklisted. Wasn't Trump one of the first? Absolutely. <laughs> the one of the first? Absolutely. <laughs> got to blacklist, blacklist that guy. Got to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. His, fe- his, his speeches, his, his tweets are offensive. We can't have that getting out there. Once again, I mean, offensive or not, don't you have a right to say it? He, yeah. I mean, not if not if you're not a Democrat. I mean, if you, if you're an adult, shouldn't you be able to say, well, Whatever you, you want. know, I don't like that, so I'm not going to read it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, like yeah. we learned when we were little kids, sticks and stones will break my bones, words will never hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know, if you yeah. don't like what he's saying, don't read what he's saying. Skip it. Yeah. 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 Just don't listen. <laughs> I personally like what he says. Yeah, I did too. I like. I think he's colorful, and I enjoy reading his <laughs> tweets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to someone the other day that was here from out of town. Said, "Oh, we're Biden supporters." I said, "Don't throw up. Don't do it. Don't do it." And I'm looking at them. They said, "Well, you know, Trump. He he made fun of a disabled guy, and he no, did he didn't. this and this, yeah. and he's done that." And I said, "Well, see." And he goes, "And he called all the Mexicans rapists." And I said, "No, he didn't. He said that a majority of them are coming through the Mexican border, which they are. He didn't specifically say that they were all Mexican or no. something. No. He said they're coming in through the Mexican border." And so then they jumped up and said, "He's calling all Mexicans rapists." You know. Well, you know, here's the thing too that you got me on thinking about something about the border, the thing with with the border, and all these people flooding across the border asking for asylum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, according to the asylum laws, as I understand them, it it basically it it's if you're going to seek asylum, you have to do it in the nearest country to you, the first country you come through, that is is a friendly country. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mexico is a pretty friendly country. I've been there on vacation. I love it. So there. have I, but they're not going to take any of the immigrants. Yeah. But the thing is, is all of these people are flooding in from the Mexican border. That's the only place. Unless now, they come into Florida. Right. Yeah. So Trump had the right idea mm-hmm. when he held Mexico accountable. 
It's like, I don't care where these people originally came from. They're coming from your country as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, it is Mexico that's the problem. So, yeah, he held the Mexican president accountable for it. said, no, you're going to keep these people over there in your country because they're invading our country from your country. And when he did that, Mexico all of a sudden stopped them, remember? They did. They They they, did. They brought in a lot of troops, and Mm -hmm. they stopped them. Kicked them out, and then all of a sudden they let them back in. Yeah. So uh, let's see here. Let's uh, uh, blacklisting. Twitter had a mission to give everyone the power to create and share ideas and information instantly without barriers. Along the way, barriers nevertheless were erected. This happens so often. Mm -hmm. Somebody comes out with a good idea and then more people get their hands in it, the worse it gets. Mm -hmm. Take, for example, Stanford's Dr. J. I don't even know if I can pronounce this name. It's bat bat a chair yeah whatever yeah mr bat uh who argued that covid lockdowns would harm children twitter secretly placed him on a trends blacklist which prevented his tweets from trending now this is interesting so so the admins at twitter the people that control what's going on at twitter I'm looking at a sample here of, okay, this is Mr. J. Bat. This guy, I can't pronounce his name, so I'm not going to even try. Um, It shows his profile as it would look like to the administrators at Twitter. And what they've done is they've added some things. It shows his following, which was uh, uh, 240.4 thousand people. Got quite a following there. And... So they're showing here different things, controls that they've put on this guy's profile. <coughs> First of all, it says it's active. It's an active account. They got him flagged for recent abuse strike and a trends blacklist. But they don't blacklist anyone, right? Well, <laughs> supposedly. But it clearly is right here, trends blacklist. Mm-hmm. They got this guy blacklisted. For telling the truth. For telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And this guy, I mean, what the heck would this guy know? He's only a professor at Stanford School of Medicine, MD, PhD, health policy, infectious diseases, COVID, health economics, and scientific freedom. What would he know, right? (laughs) So, uh, or here's a guy that we all know, or consider the popular right-wing talk show host, Dan Bongino. Oh, Dan. Oh, (laughs) you're going to love what they did to his profile. He said, who at one point was slapped with a bla- search blacklist, okay? This is what Mr. Bongino, they've really got it. They really loaded him up on flags here. Okay, so he's got a notification s- spike. He's got a search blacklist. And let's see. Oh, okay, he's not the one. I, oh, yeah, here we go. They've also got an additional note here, public enemy number one. Public enemy number one. <laughs> yes. Whoa. Dan. <laughs> Dan, you're just so bad. Yes, you are. Oh, my Thank gosh. God. Thank God you're so bad. Here's another guy that they uh, that's just really dangerous, too. Twitter set the account of conservative activist Charlie Kirk to do not amplify. <laughs> so Charlie Kirk here, he's got... Uh, He's got a following of 192,800 uh, 192, people. He's got a recent abuse strike, a notification strike, and a do not amplify against him. 
Do not amplify. They wrapped him up. Yeah, they did. Mm-hmm. So, so basically, what that's saying is that if you're popular, on, if not not now, but before, mm-hmm. if you were popular on Twitter, and the natural way that things should work is if you're popular and a lot of people like your post or forward your post, then it should trend higher, right? That's what you would assume. Yeah. But no, not not for Mr. Kirk. No, they they. They put a throttle on his account. Do not amplify. So if his if his post is trending and it should be popular, no, it, it's yeah, not. If you're a conservative, you're done for. Yeah, you you're just done for. <laughs> Twitter denied that it does such things in 2018. Twitter's Via Via Gotti, then head of legal policy and trust, and these people all got weird names. <laughs> Kayvon Vekpur. Head of product said, we do not shadow ban. They added, and we recently don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. See, they, they gave it a different name. No, they didn't shadow ban him. They do not amplified him. <laughs> they just changed the wording. They changed the word. Well, yeah. yeah. So if, if, if that word, you know, it's like, no, we don't shadow. Just like, just like Mr. Mr. Science himself, Dr. 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 Fauci. Well, we didn't do gain-of-function research. They came up with a different name for that, too. You know, it's like, so he can lie because they call it something else. Yes. So Twitter, they didn't call it shadow banning. They called it something else. So, hey, we're going to take our last break. And then in the last 30 minutes, gosh, what are we going to do in the last 30 minutes? I want to wrap this up in the last 30 minutes, and then I want to... I want to talk a little bit about the human composting. Ooh, are you going to go there? Oh, yeah, I'm going to go there. Got to. Yeah, that's going to be just too much fun. Okay, mm-hmm. so we'll be right back. I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Interested in getting your concealed carry permit? Perkins Protection Training offers state-approved concealed carry classes for both New Mexico and Utah, taught by a certified NRA instructor, local woman-owned and ran by husband-and-wife team since 2004. Individual coaching ensuring every student learns according to their individual needs, complete with pre-class and follow-up tutoring. One-on-one, beginner, and advanced classes also available. Mention KDAZ for 10% off class. Call 505-238-1214. That's 505-238-1214. Or on the web at perkinsprotectiontraining.com. 
Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. everybody, welcome back to Freedom Speak with Becca Marie. We're in the final segment here of the third hour on Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700. And you can listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. So I'm here with Stella Padilla. And we're having a little bit of conversation about these release two of the Twitter files. <laughs> and where they were claiming for forever that they weren't shadow banning people well maybe in their minds they weren't shadow banning people because they gave it a different word they gave it a different name they relabeled it mm-hmm. yeah they relabeled it as do not amplify so it's shadow banning it worked yeah mm-hmm. worked for a long time until elon musk took over the country or the company you know yeah so no kidding yeah, yeah. so Think about visibility filtering as being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It's a powerful tool, one senior Twitter employee told us. VF refers to Twitter's control over user visibility. It used VF to block searches of individual users to limit the scope of a particular tweet's discoverability to block select users' posts from ever appearing on the trending page and from inclusion in hashtag searches. All without users' knowledge. Now, these are statements from Twitter employees here that I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. In this statement, we control visibility quite a bit, and we control the amplification of your content quite a bit, and normal people do not know how much we do. One Twitter engineer, engineer told us. There's that wicked little word, control. Control. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two additional Twitter employees confirmed that that was the case. Mm-hmm. The group that decided whether to limit the reach of certain users was the Strategic Response Team, Global Escalation Team, or SRT-GET. It often handled up to 200 cases a day. There existed a level beyond official ticketing, beyond the rank and file moderators 
following the company's policy on paper. That is the site integrity policy, policy escalation support, known as SIP-PES. The secret group included head of legal, policy, and trust, the global head of trust and safety, subsequent CEOs Jack Dorsey and Parag why can't any of these people have normal names? Parag Agrawal and others. This is where the biggest, most politically sensitive decisions got made. Think higher, high follower account. Controversial, another Twitter employee told us. For these, there would be no ticket or anything. <laughs> One of these accounts that rose to this level of scrutiny was at Libs of TikTok an account that was the on the trends blacklist and was des- designated as do not take action on user without consulting with SIPPES. And they got all kinds of stuff on their profile. Notification spike, trends blacklist, re- re- recent abuse strike. The account, which Chea Rachik be- began in November 22, 2020, and now boasts over 1.4 million followers, was subjected to six suspensions in 2022 alone. Rachik says each time Rachik was blocked from posting for a, as long as a week. Twitter repeatedly informed Rachik that she had been suspended for violating Twitter's policy against hateful conduct. Oh, did they go again? Yes. Let's see here if I have, a rec- have an example of the hateful conduct they were doing. Uh, let's see. I know there was something in here. No, 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 no. Since no, no. here's here's here's. Oh, here we go. In internal Slack messages, Twitter employees spoke of using technicalities to restrict the visibility of tweets and subjects. Here, y'all. Ro- Yoel Roth, Twitter's then global head of trust and security, in a direct message to a colleague in early 2020. A lot of times, SL has used technicality spam enforcements as a way to solve a problem created by safety under enforcing their policies, which again isn't a problem per se, but it keeps us from addressing the root cause of the issue, which is that our safety policies need some attention. So they call it spam enforcement? Spam enforcement, mm. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. You get the idea, right? I got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. They were blacklisting people. That's what it all comes down to. Like crazy. And and the documented proof is right here. Yeah. So. Um, what did I want to talk about? Oh, you know, I want to talk about uh, the, this is going to be a fun topic. I want to talk about the um, human composting. Ew. (laughs) (laughs) Well, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What is the human composting? Is it like kind of like when they cremate you? No. What is it? Okay, so the whole idea behind the human composting thing is that we want to come up with a greener, more environmentally friendly way of disposing of dead bodies. So we're not going to burn them because that would require fuel for the furnace to burn them. And we don't want to bury them because they take up real estate and resources when you bury them. Mm -hmm. You know, they take up a lot of land and, you know, you got to 
going to make a coffin and, and all of these things that mm-hmm. use resources. So the idea they came up with is to human compost. And what that involves is you take the body, you put it in a reusable vessel, and then in that vessel you, you put things like alfalfa and, I guess, grass and wood chips or whatever, and they're like you would normally when you like do a compost pile at home where you're making fertilizer for your garden, mm-hmm. you know. And basically that encourages microbes to go to work on whatever you got in there to break it all down. So this process takes about a month from what I read where basically they put a body into this vessel and put all this stuff in there with it and the microbes go to work on the body. And basically what it all comes right down to really is the microbes basically gobble up the entire body and poop it all out. They absorb it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, well, they poop it out, you know. Yeah, they, ew. You yeah. Know, <laughs> gobble it up, poop it out, you know. <laughs> they <laughs> so and that's human composting. <laughs> that's human composting. So a month after this process has started, you have basically a whole bunch of fertilizer. Isn't that nice? Well, you. <laughs> we need <laughs> fertilizer, right? It's just amazing to me that uh, recently Fox News said that uh, New York has become the sixth state uh, that has the green light human composting that they've started that there. Oh, I know. So there's six states already involved in that? Right. You. So, so here's what I'm thinking, okay, is... Are the, are the Green New Deal people, the people that are pushing this more environmentally friendly stuff, are they going to start putting a carbon tax on people that are maybe wanting to have a, a, a traditional, you know, like a burial? Yeah, funeral. Or yeah. Maybe, even, maybe even cremation. Mm-hmm. Are they going to charge you an extra, some kind of carbon tax? Or are they going to stop you from doing it altogether? Well, yeah, that's a question too. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. so you fertilize your garden with, say, your grandma, because so, they well, took your yeah. grandma. Well, you know, they were so concerned about killing grandma. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so let's say grandma, mm-hmm. you managed to, you know, these unvaccinated people, they killed grandma. She made it through COVID. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, so after they killed, after the unvaccinated people killed grandma, then grandma gets put in the vessel, and she gets broken down and basically turned into into fertilizer mm-hmm. and then you take grandma home and you dump her in the garden and you and you, you know and then you plant your tomatoes your vegetables whatever at home mm-hmm. the question i have is that once those vegetables grow once your tomatoes grow and i know you hate this because you like tomatoes i love them um <laughs> then if you eat those vegetables Whoa. Would, would that be considered like some kind of cannibalism on some level uh, i guess i don't know would it be vegan is I, I don't know. Would it be considered <laughs> vegan? I I'm don't know. I'm not sure. Who would we ask? <laughs> I don't know. Who would give us an honest answer? <laughs> it's a good question. It's like, so, it's like, well, well, well it's kind of like the logic I use when I go eat my favorite uh, ribeye steak. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the vegans, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, they'll criticize me for that. And it's like, well, I, what's the difference? I, I mean, basically, the cow eats a bunch of grass, which is green, mm-hmm. and then they they turn all that grass into meat, and then I eat the meat. Mm-hmm. So so what? The grass, you know, it, it had a 
in between stop there. It it became meat first, and then then I had it. Well, it got fertilized first. It got fertilized before first before they with ate grandma. the grass. Yeah, before yeah. they ate the grass. Right. Yeah. No, uh, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I, I I I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, you saw the movie Soylent Green. I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but it's like over 30 years old, and I saw it. And I remember my husband specifically telling me, that's going to happen in the future. And I said, oh, stop. He goes, there's going to be food shortages and all that. And I said, stop. And he goes, it's biblical. Well, the it's a man-made food shortage, you know, with all the processing plants being burned oh, down. sure, yeah. Yeah, and then them paying the farmers over 20 years not, not to grow, to grow anything. Right. So it's a man-made, uh, you know, situation where there's a food shortage now because now they haven't let them grow any corn or whatever to you know for yeah feed, to feed people yeah the processing plants are gone i heard they haven't even replaced them so there is going to be a food shortage it's not a joke uh so is this what we're gonna you know is this where we're gonna go now uh well for for those of you that haven't seen the movie soylent green it like came out a long time ago it had charlton heston in it mm-hmm. I, I loved it and it's like so so no, we're not. We're not directly taking people and putting them in a factory and processing processing them directly into into these little wafers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but aren't we kind of doing it indirectly? Hey, let's let's play that clip, uh, Michelle, just for those that maybe haven't heard that one. Clip right, five. I'll tell you the same. You tell everybody. Listen to me, Hatcher. You're gonna tell them. Silent Green is people. Soylent Green is people. Well, I remember seeing the movie that they took him to a processing plant. I mean, they had those kind of processing plants available, right. and they took him in there. And yeah, he got to see a, a video of his last memory that he wanted to see, like fields of corn and sheep. Oh, they and make stuff. it a pleasant experience. Yes, yes and then they absolutely. put him to sleep like an animal. Right. Yeah. And then he drop him into the processing plant, and he turns into a wafer. And then they send the wafers to the people in the city to eat because right. that's all there is left to eat. Right. Oh. So now we're going to do it a different way. Now we're going to like now we're going to decompose. Mm-hmm. We're going to decompose the bodies, and then we're going to plant, put it in the garden, fertilize the garden, and grow the vegetables. And, then and eat that's the vegetables. all it takes is a month for the whole decomp. A month. That's what they're saying. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes. So mm-hmm. I don't know. What yeah. do you guys think? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> real excited. I think about I would it. be apprehensive. Well, what I'm about really the sure. lab meat that they're growing? They well, say. that's the thing too. You know, like these Beyond Beef burgers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. What's that? <clears throat> How do you know what's really in that? Yes, exactly. How do you know? Yeah. You know, like like for instance, I've heard the argument that you know I have a couple of cats at home, mm-hmm. and they like their canned cat food. I give them a can of cat food every day, mm-hmm. and so. The claims are out there that, well, yeah, but this is, you know, you're feeding them uh, things that they would they would eat if they were in the wild. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, from what I understand, a lot of cat food is made out of horses. Uh, you're just not seeing a lot of house cats out there tackling horses and taking them down. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't think they can do that. No. You know, my cat's pretty vicious. I mean, you can look at my hand and see that. But uh, I don't think he could take a horse down. Mm-mm. I really don't. Uh, I, so... Yeah, I, I can't get over that and the man-made meat. And I think who was promoting that was it Bill Gates that was promoting yeah, that well, lab meat. Yeah, and they've been processing. They've been they've been promoting the idea of eating bugs too, crickets, crickets and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they, they said like, to read all the ingredients yeah. on your food because there's crickets in a lot of your food already. Already. Yeah. You know, there's it's not something in the future. This is already happening. Really? 
Yeah. Oh wow. It's peanut butters or some different. Oh, gl- I'm glad I don't eat peanut butter. Organic things that yeah. they say that it's organic. Food. Well, a cricket would be organic, right? Well, that's why they say it's yeah. organic. We, yeah, we it's put natural. crickets in there, and it's good protein. Right. Yeah. That's what. That's their argument. It's good yeah, protein. That's what they say. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the question is, is when you eat processed food, you got to really wonder what's in it. You don't know. Well, they have the ingredients in there, but like you said, they twist words around, so right, it could be anything. Well, they'll call it something else. Yeah. Yeah, they're not going to call it a cricket. They're going to give it another name. Hmm. I'd have to really think on that one about what name I would give it. I don't know. I read on it somewhere. I'll have to get it. To, you know, kind of like escargot. I like escargot. I like escargot. Nobody says it's snails, but but I like it. Yeah, me you too. You like it too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, many many years ago, when I was a pickier eater, I had a friend. We went to a fancy restaurant, and she tells me, "Will you try something if I just if I don't tell you what it is?" And it's like. Well, you're not going to give me anything that's going to kill me or anything, right? <laughs> yeah. No, no. It's like, okay, sure, I'll do that. She said, okay, you got to close your eyes. I, I, she puts it in my mouth, and that's like, wow, that's pretty darn good. What is that? Oh, it's snails. That's like, oh, I love snails. Yeah, she should have just said escargot. <laughs> yeah. You know, one time we were at a party from a mm-hmm. company party that we had, and it was an elegant party from a five-star hotel, and they were serving escargot, and I knew what it was, so I picked up my little toothpick, and I picked out three of them, put them on my plate, and everybody was watching me, and they picked out three of them, and wondering, well, what is it? So then I ate them, and they ate them, and they said, that was pretty good. What was that? I said, it's escargot, and he goes, but what is that? And I go, snails right and one of them had to get up and go relieve himself in the bathroom he said no i'm not gonna eat that oh no <laughs> and i liked them i mean you know. i liked them i think they're awesome yeah yeah but at least you know what you're eating anymore now you're not even going to be aware of what you're eating like that what did you say that beef was kind of like beef yeah well, you know what oh, is beyond, it? beyond beyond beef, beef. what is it it can't be anything vegetarian i don't think well i don't know they're trying to sell it as that i don't know i don't know what's in it yeah Crickets. Crickets, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Crickets. Yeah. Uh, well, you are what you eat. You are what you eat. That's, <laughs> so that means you're going to turn into a cricket, I guess. <laughs> you know, I, I had uh, this. There's this interesting thing out there. It's called, and this ties into so many things, chat GBT. I heard mention of this the other day. And it's basically a, an AI that's being developed. And you guys can go to the website. It's chat.org openai.com mm-hmm. and you go in there and it will it basically brings up this ai and you can ask it questions have a have a conversation with it mm-hmm. and so i went in there and asked it about I'm trying to remember what i asked it about i thought i saved the conversation but i noticed I, it didn't save properly so i can't go through it word did by word did you ask it how will we know if it's real well i asked it about the second amendment Oh, okay. And it even said that the Second Amendment restricts the government from regulating or in any way uh, preventing someone from owning a firearm. And it's an alienable right. Inalienable right. It's a right. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's interesting. It's not coming up now. And was that a bot you were talking to? I was talking to the AI. Mm Yeah. 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 And so it came up and said that, and I kept narrowing it down, and then it, it, it finally said that, uh, then it went into talking about how that the courts interpret how, how you know, how this will be applied, how this right 
I, I can't remember exactly. But but then I, I dug in. It's like, well, what is a right? There you go, torturing it. And so I'm, wh- yeah, I'm torturing this AI, and I'm whittling away at it to where it's, I just have it boxed into a corner on, on this whole thing. It's like, well, if if the, the courts are going in and regulating the Second Amendment, aren't they in violation of the Second Amendment? Aren't they in violation? Aren't they unconstitutional? Yes, they are. Yeah, and so... I, I asked all these questions, and finally I came right, and I crashed the system. And it said, error. Act, error gone. I can no longer respond. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I can't get into it anymore. I think they completely blocked me out of it. Mm-hmm. I just now tried to bring it up, and it says access denied. Mm-hmm. The, the site owner may have set restrictions that prevent you from accessing the site. <laughs> <laughs> That'll teach you. That'll teach you to ask. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. That's good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So I guess I'm not going to be doing that, am I? Nope. So I, I was I was also going to ask too about you know the the different things that people are doing to uh, keep you in a in your space. They yes. have this thing called the 15 minute city. The 15 minute city. Yeah, and I thought, what is that? That means everything that you could ever need is within 15 minutes, and you, we no longer need cars, no gas. It's going with that new green deal again. Yeah, it is. So you're standing there, and you can walk to the grocery store in 15 minutes, or to the well you can't say car parts because you won't have a car well you won't need a car no no. but you can have a bicycle right yeah and everything is within 15 minutes and you stay within your radius yeah so you're it's like blocking you into already where you can't even leave there and if you if you do have to leave your 15 minute city you have to get approval right to step out of the boundaries what if you want to go to the uh, go to another 15 minute city you have to get approval yeah what show me your papers there we go that's right that's what that is Mm mm-hmm and I can't imagine how many people you could fit into a 15-minute city that you could, you know, it's comfortable enough to walk to a store or walk to a shoe store or whatever you need within 15 minutes. How many people are going to be allowed to be in the 15-minute circumference of that city that, you know? Well, you know, I'm guessing that the housing is probably going to be uh, something kind of like high-rises and stuff like that. Like what they're doing in Albuquerque so now? So they can cram as many people into a, mm-hmm. into a, a small space like, as like they Central can. Like Central Avenue, like the, all those buildings that are coming up, there's businesses downstairs, but then there's housing upstairs. And Chicago has been that way for a well, long that's time. that's how they used to do it way back in, in way back in the day, like in the Old West. You know, it's like... Like, one of the favorite places I like to go to is Silverton, Colorado, and mm-hmm. it's pretty much still the way it was back then, you mm-hmm. know, where you have a business down on the bottom floor, and then upstairs is hotels. Well, New York. Living quarters. Yeah, New York and Chicago are like that a lot, a yeah. lot of places. Well, that's what they're doing now and um, along Central Avenue. They're buying these old hotels and old buildings or whatever, all these developers, and that's what they're doing is making all these giant apartments, but they're not very big. They're just enough for you to have your bed or whatever right. and your internet. As long as you have your internet, they figure you're done. You don't need anything else. No kidding. Yeah. Well, Stella, we're almost out of time, believe it or not. No, really? Yeah, I, really. I mean, everybody always says that when I say we're almost out of time. It's like, really, already? It's like That was quick. That was fast. It yeah. is fast. <laughs> you know, I wanted to finish up with a few comments here. You know, I talked about the chat AI thing, mm-hmm. and I think you guys should try it, although it, it's got me blocked now. I think they, they, I go they try blacklisted yeah. me. They banned me. <laughs> uh, but... This and and then we talked about the 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 scammers on the dating sites and and we talk about censorship, 
AI is coming a long way, and I think that uh, we are going to see it popping up all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're going to have a hard time determining whether or not you're talking to a real person. As it is, you know, you, you get on there, and any uh, like your credit card. Mm-hmm. You call about your credit card, and it's a bot, and it's asking you a bunch of questions. You keep demanding customer service, and yeah. it will argue with you. Yeah, it will so argue with you. You're going to talk to me. It's like, darn it, you're going to yeah. talk to me whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah. So, so I believe we're going to be uh, fighting a much bigger fight in 2023 than 2022. I see it coming. Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. And hopefully our representatives and the now controlled U.S. House of Representatives, providing they can come up with a Speaker of the House, Mm -hmm. which I'm confident they will. Mm -hmm. I think this uh, discussion that they're having uh, and these debates are a good thing. And I think that we're going to end up with probably a really awesome house when this is all done. I hope. We deserve it. We do. After, After all, all the crap we've been through. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> so I think everybody needs to get really active on a local level. I am personally going to go to the um, convention for Bernalillo County that's coming up uh, in uh, on the 14th. Of this month? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to get more involved on a local level. I'm going to work on getting uh, on, on the whatever they SCC. SCC. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we're going to see a lot of this this stuff with these predators of children. Now, I you know I label these people in in these schools that are that are exposing children to sexualization. All I I look at these people as as sexual predators. They are. I think they're sexual predators. Mm-hmm. They are. I I know my little one was going to school and she's only like in the second grade and they're already talking to her about sex change and condoms and all kinds of stuff like that. Like she don't have no she she's just a child. Yeah, just a child. Let her be a kid. Yeah, you know? no kidding. That she's all stressed out about all these things and she's only a child. Millions of people are being allowed to trespass across our border, and it's a known fact that a large number of the, of the people coming across are criminals. Mm-hmm. And maybe even terrorists. And a lot of them are bringing children that don't belong to them. You know, little unaccompanied they minors are. is yeah. how they put oh, it. Oh, yeah. They don't say kidnapped children. They say unaccompanied, unaccompanied minors. Unaccompanied, right. I like, love how they Yeah, do like that. somebody's going to send their five-year-old with a Dora backpack to go see if they can talk the coyotes into walking them across. Another thing we're going to see this year is we're going to see a, uh, a ramped up uh, effort to eliminate cash. Be very, very afraid of that. Be mm-hmm. very afraid. Yes, Watch that. Mm-hmm. So I want to thank my advertisers, Perkins Protection Training, High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness, and ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Stella, I want to thank you coming on with me today. Anytime. It's it was been tons fun. of fun. We're, we're going to do it again. <laughs> yes, it's let's do be it. Fun. Okay. So do you own your own freedom-friendly business? Advertise on this station. Support this show and many others like it. Get started advertising or send me your questions and comments. My email address is Becca at freedomspeaknm.com. You can check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to replays of all my shows and have access to useful resources. You can check out my posts on Facebook, Twitter, Telegram, Social, True Social, and you can get the podcast on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. Please like, follow, and share far and wide. Freedom is essential to everyone. Liberty and freedom are rights, not privileges. It's time to stand up and tell the Marxist, socialist, communists that are trying to push the woke agenda, hell no, we won't comply. We are the resistance.